the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast. Today is a super special episode because uh, Tara is actually not with me here today. Um, I am with Samantha Livingstone. I am so, so excited. So we started in 2018 a series of guest expert interviews, and I was so excited that Samantha said yes to um, this interview with us. So it's just Samantha and I today. Next week will be Tara and I again. But Samantha is a wife to her best friend, a mama to four amazing girls. She's a forever athlete, an Olympic gold medalist, which how cool we are recording. Um, today is the first day of the Winter Olympics, or at least the opening. Uh, she's a coach, she's a transformational speaker, and a survivor of many, many things. There's no way we'll be able to talk about all that is Samantha in this 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> She knows what it feels like to struggle and push and tirelessly rail against the parts of herself that have felt broken. Her coaching and speaking work are findable at her website, samanthalivingstone.com. So I do hope you all would, will go check her out. There's no way you're not going to want to after we get through this interview. So welcome and thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad to be here. I know and I'm hoping I have to make sure my internet gives me good, good, good um, connection with you because <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's unpredictable. So Samantha and I both live like on either side of the mountain and we're yes. both in the sticks. Basically. Yes. <laughs> we live on mountains. Yes. Yeah. So you think your Wi-Fi is going to work perfectly and sometimes it fails you. Oh man. And that's it. That's exactly it. That's such a good segue into all that is right. Because right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. So there are so many things I want to ask you about what you've been through in your life and what got you here. Um, but I really just want to pull out, um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting in interviewing you was the athletic perspective. So many of us, um, are moms who, of kids who are entering sports. Um, many of us were previous athletes. So I just love the way you have taken all of those, um, all the lessons you learned and the, you know, what you pushed through uh, to do what you did, to accomplish what you did and how you brought that into entrepreneurship, because I think, and how you bring that into parenting, because this show is a lot about parenting. So I'm going to throw some questions at you and we're going to see where they lead. But one of the things I'm super curious about is if there was a moment in your like young athletic self, so the young Samantha athlete, when you remember realizing that you were capable of hitting like gold medal dreams, like those are some serious athletic dreams, <laughs> kind of just evolve. Like all of a sudden you were like, huh, I'm on the path to the Olympics. I don't really know how that happened. Mm, that's such a good question. I, so I think I, when you were asking it, what came to me are two different moments. The when I was eight years old moment, I mean, that, that I really vividly remember being eight years old and not being like, not making the swim team. My older brother made it. And I remember watching the kids on the pool deck. I was at the local YMCA and I really wanted to be on the team and remember watching the Olympics and being like, what is this? And then saying like, I want to do that too. And I hadn't made the swim team yet, but I was like, I really from a very young age, connected to this magic inside of me that was like, I like this deep curiosity of like, I want to, I want to do that. And so that 
desire was born when I was young, you know, eight years old, seven, eight years old, the belief came later. So I, you know, entered the world of swimming and yeah, yeah, at nine years old, it was like, I finally made the swim team and I, I, you know, showed up every day and worked and also made a lot of progress quickly. And so at 12, I was at a, a, you know, a national level. So in three years, that's, that's looking at it now. That's fast. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Thinking about it from like a parent perspective, like, right. Like my kid plays sports in imagining that in three years I could realize they were on that trajectory is like, right. That's fast. That's really fast. It is. And you know, it's something that I really hold on to and, and watch how I, what I say and how I support my girls is when I told my parents that dream, I had, I literally hadn't made the swim team yet. I didn't have all four strokes and they were, (laughs) and they held space for me and said, you can, you can do it. We believe in you. Yeah. And I hear, um, you know what I hear is when, when I'm talking and I go out and I'm in, you know, answering questions from parents and talking with kids is this um, protective shield of, well, my kid will never be an Olympian. Mm. Like my parents could have said that so easily because what was right in front of them was this girl who was trying to make a team and couldn't. Wow. And they chose to believe. Ooh, and I chills. Yeah. Like and all the way up my yeah. head. <gasps> so that idea that if I just say, well, they're never going to be, then I won't feel the, you know, I won't feel disappointed if they don't. It's like, open up that space and let, just give them permission to dream the wild dreams. But I'll tell you what they did do <laughs> when I was like, I don't want to go to practice because I'd rather play with my friends. They were like, you committed to the season, you show up, you're going to practice. Yeah. yeah. So they held my feet to the fire when it came to, right. you know, following through and at the end of the season, they said, if you don't want to swim anymore, you don't have to. But if you make a commitment, you, you commit. So it was just the really big lessons for me. How cool that, like you said, even as a young girl, you felt that magic inside, right? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people feel that, but what, did, what happens next? And so right. your parents fed that, right? Like they fed that by holding space for that magic to grow yes. and for you to believe in yourself. And like, cause a lot of us feel that we're like, oh, there's something inside and then yes. we crush it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something more. There's yeah. something more. It's this, it's that inner knowing or those, you know, that just, it's that feeling, you know, oh, that, yeah, that curiosity or that'd be cool. Or even sometimes I feel like it presents as jealousy where you yeah, see something in others and you're like, oh, I want that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I believe that's just a reflection back of what's inside of you when I, you yeah. know, I don't, so I, I, I think that they held space for me and then, you know, then like the day to day grind was you show up and you do the work. They didn't, it wasn't like, what did you go today at practice? They did none of that. Right. They didn't say, well, okay, Jenny Thompson, she swims freestyle. She's your childhood idol. You want to be like her. What did she go when she was 12? Right. They did none of that. It was like, you just show up and you do you. They let you shine the way you needed to and Mm -hmm. were meant to. Yeah. I'm so grateful. And part of that was they didn't know swimming, you know? (laughs) I know. It's perfect, right? (laughs) It wasn't like they were living out their childhood dream. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's, and my dad was a, he was a, he's a hall of fame football player. He was a, he was a beast and he had, he walked away from a scholarship Mm. to come home to raise my older brother. Wow. So it could have easily turned into that and it didn't. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. 
Wow. I love that. I love that. And I hope that maybe there's some kids who are listening with their parents and they're going, you know what? I can do it. I have that little spark. And I haven't said anything about it or I'm not, you know, I think one thing, yeah. One thing that we do is we, we see, we see others and it's like, well, even in business, you know, in, in mother, everything, all areas. And it's like, well, they're doing it. But at one point they weren't. You know, I was teaming. So yeah. I love that quote. At one point, they weren't. They weren't. So they were. Funny. They weren't. And yeah, I'm, I was in Sydney. Michael Phelps was a teammate. He was 15, and no one. Yeah. I mean, we knew of him in the swimming community, but the larger world did not. Right. And who doesn't know Michael Phelps now? Yeah. I mean, if you're any adult, you probably know. Oh, oh so interesting. So I'm curious because um, I, as an entrepreneur, always like to make these connections because really like it's happened. Well, it's probably other times in your life too, but I'm going to just use these two examples. Like it's happened to you in more than one way in which you felt some magic inside and you made it happen and you created a dream out of that little just belief. Mm-hmm. And so was, were there similarities between um, like that moment where you knew you could be a pro, not pro athlete. It's probably not like a school yeah, medalist not, athlete. Yeah, competing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that moment when you realized that you could be a successful entrepreneur, because there's lots of people who have dreams of starting businesses or being coaches or being opening yoga studios or whatever. But something inside you said, "Yes, I can do this." Like, yes. No, I'm gonna go get a job. Like. Yeah, it's such a good question, and I think that what it what I, what comes up. I'm just trusting what comes up for me as you're asking. Um, is that I do question it. Like the belief, it's not. There's no arriving to a place, no matter what level you get to. There's no arriving to a place where you don't have self doubt and fear. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I think it is. I think what's allowed me the same skill set that took me to the top of the podium, you know, internationally and in the college arena. I was, you know, national champion with my Georgia Bulldogs and that's how I finished my career. And now, you know, now as an entrepreneur, it's this, it's not running away from the challenge. It's feeling the fear and saying, okay, I'm going to choose love here. I'm not, I'm going to choose to focus on these pieces of me. And it's this phrase that my mentor taught me in college of control the controllables. You can't wow. control the balls that come your way most of the time. Right you know, you can't, if you get yourself in a situation, you have to deal with what you have to deal with or if things happen to you, but we can always control how we respond. And so you, if you want, if you, if you want something, you, you know, that there's going to be curveballs there, there's going to be fear. There's going to be self-doubt. It's how you handle it. Yeah. So it's paralleled in so many ways. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. It's really amazing. It's amazing. And do you, Oh, here's a question. Do you think that um, your experience as an athlete and your success as an athlete, are there times when that makes going after your entrepreneurship job, uh, dreams easier? And there are, t- are there times when it makes it harder? Mm. Like so I'm still, you know, what's so interesting for me is that I, you know, compassion's been a game changer in my life. It's allowed me to shed perfectionist armor and really, unbox my Olympic gear and really just embrace the parts of me that I was hiding for so long. 
And that holding space, this is such an interesting place. I am able to hold space for, of, with compassion for myself and others. And also like this competitiveness. I feel like I need a different word for it. Like it's this inner drive. So absolutely what you're saying, because I can so easily slide into the space of overdrive because I get wound up, passionate and on a mission and I love challenges. Right. So you combine all that and I have to check myself with boundaries and yeah. say, okay, because I could, I literally, I love the work I do so much that I could stay up all night and do it. And then what, totally. right? Then what right. happens? Right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard because I have to set the boundaries, but it's also like, I know I can do hard things. I like that confidence. Yeah. Like I do, yeah. I, I can do hard things. I know how to grind it out. <laughs> you sure can. And that kind of has to do with my next question, which is, um, so I'm a visual person and I know we're just on an audio podcast, but like if you were looking at a pie chart or any kind of graph, whatever comes to your mind and you were to lay out like what percent of your, what percent of your success was grit and grind, which you just were talking about and what percent was surrender and just mm. like, Yes. So, so, so when I, this is, this is such a powerful, I think we need this, like everyone needs to hear this question, moms, entrepreneurs, dads, everyone, because we're in a culture that actually, um, we, we like, it's like a, it's like a status symbol to just drive yourself to burnout. Right. And so in sport, if you, if I, if I'm really looking at it and I have done this, like reflect back, you are very purposeful with rest. So you have Ooh, phases. So true. Yeah. You have phases where you, you ramp up volume wise, you ramp up intensity. And then before your big meet, you come down and it's like, you know, all through the season, you have this flow of, you know, ups and downs when it comes to volume and intensity, but you have to have after every macro cycle, I had a rest phase for healing yeah. and in between and every week, Sundays were completely off for complete rest. And so, it was very intentional. And I think when I left the world of athletics, I didn't have that structure anymore. And I had this drive, right? This grit that you're talking about. Huh. And so I started to develop this belief like rest is bad. And that, that I had that, that shifted a lot. And I don't know how much, how time for to get into that. But when my, when we almost lost our daughter and she's kicking butt now and she's doing really well But that moment for me of having to accept that she needed to rest in order for her heart to heal and that she needed, that we needed to accept help shattered that belief that rest is bad. You know, mm. we got to go, you know, go harder, push harder. And now I'm at the space where I have, I set boundaries for myself. Like what does it look like every week? Well, every Friday night I unplug, I'm unplugged and, un and it's me and my husband. We have an in-house date night. Like it's very intentional time. Saturdays all day. Um, you know, I might pop on to social media for a bit, but I'm mostly off. Like, so the, that's my rest. There's nothing planned, no work. Mm. And that I think being really intentional by putting white space in and giving your, like scheduling it in. Cause otherwise there's so many things we could fill it with. Yeah. So I have to take extra steps because of my tendencies to put that, put those boundaries in place. And then like I just finished the TEDx, there are times where you have to go through these push phases and you right. do need to have grit be almost 90% or 95%. But I think, I don't know that there's one right answer to that. I think it ebbs and flows depending on yeah. where you are in life and what, what, 
what's required of you, what you're working on. They think you need to be intentional with rest. Otherwise, it's just a recipe for, for me for resentment. When yeah. I don't have boundaries, um, I turn into a resentful human being. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I think so many people, I don't come from an athletic family and I don't like watch sports, but I think so many people do. And I've never thought about that. Like just in it, I mean, I, I have a trainer, right? Like I go work out twice a week with a personal trainer, even that amount of exercise, like we all, it's all normal to us that there would be rest. Like it, mm. it makes sense. It's like a cultural norm that when you push right. your body physically, you also rest. Have to rest. Um, it. Yeah. And, but we don't have that for our work yes. drive or our, yeah. Sometimes even like spirituality, right? Like sometimes we even get way caught up in the personal development role, like game and you just mm. have to rest. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. These intentional spaces to just give yourself permission to be without doing. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And yeah, I mean, my question about surrender, similar to rest, and also I was really thinking about like the situation with your daughter and and where you really do have to um, and definitely go check out Samantha's website. You can learn more about her story. like you said, I don't think we have time to get into that whole story because yeah. I'm sure it's an amazing one. Maybe we'll have to talk again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there must have been a level of surrender in that as well as heading to the Olympics and mm-hmm. just surrendering to the fact that you'd done everything you could yes. to get that gold medal and there was nothing you could do about those other athletes. Like you just no. had to surrender to what you knew and yeah. let, let it happen, let it play out. And that is so, that piece is so powerful in this world of entrepreneurship and motherhood because I know that it's not helpful to stay. Like if it's so empowering to stay in your lane and it is only toxic and it's not helpful to to worry about what everyone else is doing. Being able to learn, like, you know, opening, you know, if I, I used to view my lane and I would imagine I had these like, you know how horses have blinders on them, like draped over my lane lines so I couldn't see my competition. And it was also helpful for me to know what their race strategy was, but I couldn't obsess over it. So I believe yeah. there's a space between where it's like, okay, here, I, you know, I'm not going to get too caught up in what other people are doing, but I also need to, you know, I need to learn and grow. And it's the same thing with the surrender piece as well, right? Yeah. It's like, I need to show up every day training for the Olympics. I mean, in any race, it's like every day I do the work and I do all my thinking and growing and learning in practices and on race day, the best races that I've ever had. I don't remember them because I showed up and it's the same now when I speak. So when I have, you know, when I give talks, I don't remember what I said because I do all the work, the prep, the planning, the practicing all of that ahead of time. And then just, you know, stepping on TEDx stage, it was like, here I am, I'm ready to go. I was like, cracked, like I had my headphones on, like I was at a swim meet, right? Like, I cannot wait to hear that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was in the other side of the country and I'm so sorry I didn't get to. No, that's meet. right. That's the I best part about it. I can't wait to listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. So in that way, it's, it's so, there are so many similarities. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I had like a physical, and I'm not going to get into this, but I had like a physical reaction when you talked about imagining those blinders. 
Um, mm. And it, it like made me a little anxious. I was like, oh, that's something to explore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you so have to do that. Just stay in your own lane. Yeah. But when you are in a constant state of learning and absorbing from other yeah. people, staying in your own lane can actually make you a little anxious. So that's interesting. It, because it causes, it makes you have to trust yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have oh. to trust yourself. And I think in that, and then that's when we connect with our inner magic. I think that um, it's important to learn and grow, but it's also, you know, you, I, and I catch myself here too. You do so much reading of other people's work and other people's, you know, listening to all these things that other people have to say that you don't even know what you know. And we yeah. all have this wisdom inside yeah. of us. So it's, it's finding that balance, which taking it in and seeing and staying in your lane. I, but I think I don't, when, when you get stuck in comparison, we could talk about that for days because yeah. I don't think I know. anything. The lessons here in athletics, in entrepreneurship, in parenting, like they're mm -hmm. all just so similar and so mm -hmm. we are, um, we are, man, there's so much to talk about. But <laughs> a couple of questions I'm super curious about. The one I really want to know is um, in your like in the heat, in the peak, in the thick of your athletic days. So mm -hmm. you were, you know, a lot younger, you weren't a mom, you were just in it, in it, in it. Did you ever think about what was going to be on the other side of that? Like, did you mm -hmm. ever think like, I'm only going to be this competitive an athlete for this amount, for a certain amount of time? This isn't mm -hmm. my life long. Did you ever think about what was on the other side of that or not really? So interesting. Training for the Olympics? No. So when I came off that podium, I did not know who I was in the world. I, I was yeah. 18 and achieved a childhood dream. And it was like this space of, oh my gosh, what's next? Now what? And then I, I was able, I worked with a mentor who helped me separate, you know, he helped me to tease apart, like, my, I'm not my successes. I am not my failures. I am not mm -hmm. my struggles. I am me. Yeah. So what do I want to do? And that's when I fell in love with teaching because he sent me out to a, be a mentor as part yeah. of my healing. I fell in love with the kids and then I knew I wanted to go into teaching. So I knew before I finished my career, I was in school to be a teacher, was doing my student teaching and I had fallen in absolute love with it. I mean, I love helping people. I yeah. love being witness to their like, Whoa, I get it now. Right. You know, those moments. <laughs> yeah, clearly you do. I, I can just feel that from yeah. so many ways. So I think that's a hard space though for athletes yeah. to prepare. There's not a lot of bandwidth for what comes next, which right. is why you want to keep your eye on the prize and yes. if you start thinking outside of that. You're right. You're not in the focus. But, but I think we can really serve them this is part of the work I do is like, we can, we can help athletes while they're actually in it to separate and, and know that they are worthy of love and belonging no matter what happens. And if you give them that solid foundation, then the transition post-sport, cause there are a lot of athletes who struggle post-sport. They go bankrupt. Yeah, right. I mean, coming out of pro professional sports, they don't know who to be in the world. So if we can help them, not only will it help them achieve more, you know, in their sport, set them free from all the fear, but then they can transition out to the world and find a new passion. Yeah. And I'm just thinking as a mother whose kids are not like crazy athletic, but really just entering the sports world in a way that they're becoming super passionate. Um, remembering to talk about the lessons that they're learning in sports, not mm -hmm. just the, the win or the loss or the new play or the, you know, whatever it is, the new trick. 
Um, but to have those conversations about the lessons that they're learning in group sports um, as a driven athlete about themselves, uh, just as a parent to remember that's important. Let's talk yes. about all of sports, not just the the surface level, which is the win or the loss or the right. Medal it's, or it's a metaphor for life. I believe that like sports taught me so much about everything. I mean, they, it, yeah, it's, it's, Oh, I could talk to you for days about that too. I know. <laughs> so I know. This is so, so fun. Yeah. So I want to give you just a minute or two because you are doing such amazing work as an entrepreneur and I want you to have a space to share, you know, how can people work with you? How can people receive your gifts? Um, yes. where can they find you? What do you have going on right now? That's, um, accessible. So, oh my goodness. So, so I have, um, I do have a free gift on my website that I, I like poured so much love into It's my roadmap to deeper joy mm. and that's, um, how I let go of perfection. So that's there as a gift. And I, in on there just can set, you know, set up a call and connect. I feel there's so much there. I believe in the power of connection. Yeah. And tapping into that inner magic, but I have a high performance academy and a brave leaders academy. So serving athletes and corporations, as well as the brave leaders academy's students. That's my teaching, right? It's the background teaching. Background. I yeah. want to ask you so many questions about that program. It looks oh, so amazing. Yeah. And I work with people one-to-one. -one. I, I take on clients on a, um, you know, private basis as well. It's just, there's so many, my favorite thing and it overlaps with both. I do high performance deep dives and then the Brave Leaders Academy deep dives. Mm. And it's really having small group, like a small group get together and we, kids, adults, we get underneath the surface and talk mm. about and have conversation and the things I, behind me, I have poster boards filled with the sticky notes of just what they're feeling and what they're yeah. thinking. And that's, it's so transformative and powerful. It's such an honor to be part of that. So I love, yes, I love what I do. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, she's just glowing right now. We record these podcasts in video and then we only share the audio, but <laughs> totally glow, like ear to ear. I get so excited. I just, I, love, I, I feel like we're so much stronger together. And yeah. And, and you yeah. look like you're on the podium of an Olympic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's, I can tell that, that, that this, how meaningful this work is to you. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Um, I'm going to have to put the rest of my questions. <laughs> I just love, love, love what you're doing and what you've accomplished. It's so inspiring. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody until next week. Thank you. Thank you.